This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. At the United States Postal Service, we deliver fast and affordably for small biz, big box, large scale, wholesale, retail, B2B, B2C, ASAP. USPS, delivering for America. Learn more at usps.com slash delivering. Whether taking a road trip to the beach, heading to the mountains, or driving to the city, summer adventures are nonstop fun in a new Honda. But let's face it, summer trips can really add up. That's why I love the fuel efficiency of Honda. With Honda, you can save your money for other things, like that awesome keychain at the convenience store, that brand new album you wanted, or whatever else your heart desires. New Hondas are arriving daily. See your local Honda dealer and start your summer adventures today. Welcome to College Talk Full Time. I'm Russ Goldman. Joining me right now is Max Cohen. This is our initial reaction show to Fulham's 3-1 loss to Aston Villa. And as you'll see in the title, Max, I think it's a, a title that, you know, again, I don't want to be having this title. I don't want to be talking about this. Fulham took another step towards relegation. This was something that was in their grasp to win, to win, and they threw it away. And we'll talk about exactly how they threw it away. You know, I, I know we'll get some Aston Villa supporters listening in and um, credit to them. They scored the goals, but this is more to do with Fulham than it was anything to do with Aston Villa. So Max, let's just jump right into it. Give me your initial reaction. Football is a very cruel game sometimes. And we saw that today. I don't think I could be any more gutted uh, after the whistle blew. You have a team in Fulham that can not control the game, but we're comfortable for 70 yep. minutes. We got yep. the gift of a goal. It was, it was such a great story. You can feel yourself writing the headline that yeah. he was back and he scored the most important goal of the season, first goal since since September. And the team can't hold the lead. There was just an absolute collapse. Every single player on that pitch fell apart, Russ. And yep. the pain of seeing that first Trezge goal and you adjust, okay, maybe we can you know go get, hold on to a point or even go get a winner and win That's two That's right. That's right. Take that situation and turn it around but they did the exact and yeah and then right afterwards the second goal comes in and you're thinking oh maybe we can salvage a point yep and then the third goal comes in and it's just, it's just pain 
It reminds me so much of that whole city match in 2014 when we were up two 0 at the cottage. Shane Long, Yelovich, you know, scored. I remember, and, and you know that was a match I was the saddest about because I knew we were down then. And I think you know I, I can't argue with with relegation. I I don't I don't see a way out. I, how can a team so utterly fall apart? And there was no response from anyone, Russ. One nil. Watch the last twenty so minutes. Close. You're so you close, know. and literally every single nightmare you have nightmare scenarios yeah. as fans. Every single nightmare scenario hit today, and there's so much blame to go around. I can't even begin to assign blame. But the big question is right. Like this match is gone. It, it's in yep. the rearview mirror. But the players can't, will not think like that. This has such baggage to be so close to such a crucial win to throw yep. it all away. That's going to carry them. But they play on Friday against yep, Wolves. That's right. Nothing less than three points is required. How can a team who just so completely collapsed at Villa Park pick themselves up and play against Wolves in under a week? I can't see it happening. And listen, seven matches left in the season. I, I can't, I can't see a way out after this and after Leeds. It's, it's such a double punch for us. Yep. Yep, it really is. And uh, I'll just share this with you because I actually agree with this commentary Right after the match, I was listening to NBC Sports Network, their commentary, and they kept talking about this. I'm going to put up this. Fear took over in in the last 20 minutes, or even the last 30 minutes, when they took the lead. You have an opportunity to galvanize and really push on from there, and uh, Fulham went in the other direction. Now, credit to Aston Villa, Dean Smith. He made some changes that actually helped them, but Fulham kept setting deeper and deeper, Max, and then the, it was mistake after mistake. I think, you know, again, I hate to use this word, Max. They choked. They choked in the oh, end. Because w- what other word describes this? You have it in front of you. The moment was too big for them. They were up 1-0. They started to feel the pressure. They choked, my friend. That's the only way I can really put it down to. The mistakes in the end. Tosin's mistake. Oh, my Lord. Again, Terrible. these Terrible. are mistakes that... He we has have been not awful, seen all he season. Has, he has terrible mistakes for the past couple weeks. And again, you can talk all you want about you know the summer business. We've now seen why City let him leave for two million pounds. He's not a Premier League defender. He'll stay with us next season when they're in championship. Maybe that's good. But this guy can't cut it at the top at the top level, at least not now. What what was he doing, Russ? I mean that it was Mings esque. It's like he saw Tyrone Mings a couple minutes earlier and said, Yeah. Oh, let me try to outdo him. He's in the England squad. Maybe I can get in the England squad by making mistakes like that. I mean, yep. what a joke. And let's not even discuss Kenny Tete's defensive disaster class in the last 15 minutes. <laughs> I mean, Mings is playing left wing, and, and you let him swing that ball in without even challenging to let Ollie Watkins just get by you, to let Trezgate. Tete was terrible. I don't want to see him play against Wolves. I think let's put Aina right back, Anthony Robinson left back. It's it was a choke, Ross. I also have to look at Scott Total Parker. Choke. I love Scott Parker. I think yep. he is a great person. I think he's a very good manager. But when a team, every single player collapses, you have to look at the message coming from the manager. It was negative. It was sit back. It was hope against hope that we can claw this out. That's right. Leeds that's showed right. us that's last been his mo. Defense is lacking, and I don't know if I can blame him because we did it at Anfield, we did it at Goodison, we did it at Leicester. We absolutely hung on for this our lives. This is a different level. I understand what Agreed. you're saying. Agreed. We did this all last season, and he feels that he can do it again here. And well, yes, we have done it. But eventually, it's going to uh, yeah. bite you in the behind. It bit you're you right. in the behind here. 
it's right. totally bit you in behind. This approach, it bit you in behind. And I'm going to throw up this banner because, again, Dean Smith outcoaches Scott Parker. I, I think you have to look at this because Aston Villa, we're really offering very little, okay? He makes some changes, makes some tactical changes, brings on some substitutions, and he changes how they play. And listen, Fulham helped them out with that. But again, like you said, it was also the approach of, As- of uh, not Aston Villa, of Fulham with Scott Parker that feeds into this. You know, getting deeper, getting deeper, trying to hold on to that 1-0 victory. And why not try to score that second goal, Max? Why not go forward? Why not play f- with some strength by going forward? But no, we kept setting deeper and deeper. And I truly believe that Dean Smith outcoached Scott Parker here. And there wasn't really a problem with, with sitting deep because Villa didn't have a shot on target until, what, 70th, 75th minute in this match? They, they were toothless. Just, and then the floodgates opened. And, and you felt like we could see out this match. I felt confident. Villa were not presenting any sort of trouble. No. And then just before that first goal, you could sense the tide turning. And we just fell back to that 18-yard box. You saw Mitrovic trying to defend deep on Tyron Mings. Yep. And you just felt the tide turning. It, we're not a Premier League team. It's simple as that. A- anyone here can see it. A Premier League team sees out that match. and That's right. I think we've seen in flashes this season, because I don't want to come on here and be too negative, because I think that's not necessarily the answer either. No, We have shown flashes of being a street-smart team that can see out matches. We saw that at Goodison. Again, we saw that at Anfield. We saw that at the King Power. But the pressure wasn't on them like it was in this match. Exactly. They had an opportunity yeah. here. They had an opportunity to get out of the yeah. effing relegation zone, and they... I'm telling you, they screwed up. They actually choked. They, I think they felt the pressure, Max. 100%. I'm sorry. They they had to feel the pressure because, again, what else do you call a collapse when you're up 1-0 and you give up three goals? And Yeah, and three goals in what? Ten minutes. And it Ten kills minutes. you, Russ, because the reason this is so painful is it's the false hope that was created. The the you know TV kept flashing the live table on the top right. left, and you see yourself, as you mentioned, out of the relegation zone for the first time since December, since December, Russ. Think think about how long it's been since December. It's a long time in our lives. And That's we've right. Been stuck in this terrible position, and you finally thought today was that day. And Mitrovic was back, and he was back in form. And we got lucky, but we fought, we we got luck on our side, and you felt it. I felt it deep down that this was going to be a great day. You know, we finally went at Villa Park for the first time since the you know the Kieran Richardson Rodiega match seven oh, years I ago. I remember that. And you're just kind of starting to think as a fan in your head. Yep. I can't wait to tweet after this match. I can't wait to smile for the rest of the weekend. And it's all just extinguished. And this is why this game is so cruel because the championship, as we said many times before, will still support them in the championship. Of course the championship is in a very exciting league. The world's not going to end. But it would be so much better to be among the elite, the elite of English football with a team like this who has shown us they can compete. That's what's painful is that they've shown us what they can do. But maybe I'm contradicting myself here. We weren't very good today. Apart no. from the Mitridge goal, which was a gift, we created a couple of chances in the first 10 minutes. Did we do nearly enough to win? I don't think so. I don't think so at all. You know, it, it's interesting, Max, because you could talk about did we deserve to win the match? You know, as I, I kept hearing, Fulmer were comfortable up to the goals, right? They were comfortable. But again, like you said, did they do enough, Max? And it sounds like you don't think they did enough. Before I, I all that happened at the end of the match. I don't. I think, you know, I was sat there, you know, 60 minutes on the clock when it was nil-nil. I'm thinking, 
I don't see us scoring. We came out of the second half, out of the halftime interval, looking kind of tired, fatigued, weren't really putting nope. pressure on. It was a gift of a goal taken very well by Mitrovic, but was this a great performance? No, it, w- it would have been a bit of a smash and grab, but when we're going to play teams like Wolves, you know, we're going to have to play well. I don't see us playing like, you know, for instance, we were doing it earlier in the season for large stretch of the match. We had a good 10-minute spell. Does this team have Premier League quality? I don't know. I, I'm, I'm I'm pessimistic today, Russ. And again, the worst thing, Newcastle gets that point against Spurs. And at this point, it's just us in Newcastle. They picked up a point. We, we didn't pick up any today. Nope. And we have, a, we have a game more than them. It's just going to be simple maths until the end of the season. I don't know. I, I don't know where the hope comes from. I don't know where it comes from right now. And listen, you know me. I'm a glass half full person in general. I am a positive person, but I'm also someone that looks at the evidence. The evidence that I'm watching shows me that this team, when push comes to shove, when you really need them to dig in and get the points they full need to stay in this division, they have utterly failed, Max. Big spots. They've utterly failed. Again, Liverpool, Everton, these are matches where the expectations were not on them. The expectations, the need for the points was on them. So you can either, A, just take that upon yourself and let it galvanize you and own it and really take the pressure on and say, you know what, we are going to live up to that pressure, or you're going to crumble. They crumbled. The fear took over here. And I haven't seen evidence that they can withstand the fear because they're going to have fear in all the upcoming matches. They have to be hearing what's going on. They are making mistakes, Max, of a team that's scared. Okay, They they really are making these types of errors. Instead of playing a team that's confident, they're not playing a team that is brooding confidence. And some of it is, you know, again, I understand the results, but they are they are playing like a team that is afraid to lose instead of trying to, you know, that's exactly how they're playing. They're playing like they are afraid to lose. And that's what this fear is all about. When you're up 1-0, you have to be playing like you believe you're going to win this match. You're going to be playing with strength. Instead, they fear losing and it took over. Couldn't agree more. A confident team at 1-0 sees that out and sees it out comfortably on their front foot. Yep. Because up until that point, again, Villa had a lot of crosses, a lot of free kicks, nothing. They, they were a non-entity. Yes, Dean Smith made subs, and that changed the match. But without Grealish, it was such a great opportunity for us to win. It was there for them. And I keep going back to that kind of collapse. And you look at the team, where are the leaders? Anderson's our captain. Didn't step up. The midfield, Harrison Reed, Lamina, one anonymous. You put on Anima and you put on Magia. I didn't even know Magia was on the pitch. And the only reason I knew Anima was on the pitch because he missed two excellent chances, completely whiffed them. Yep. And, you know, I know we talk about this so much and it's like a broken record, but look at the subs. Look how effective Villa subs were. Look how ineffective ours were. And you can have the whole proactive, reactive crap all over again. And it's true. Yep. It was always me an uphill battle this season, Russ. But when we give ourselves false hope and, and they seem like they can get back into it, that's what hurts the most right now. I but agree. even now, it, it's it's a three-point gap in Newcastle. Yes, they have a game in hand, but as long as we enter it, 
the final day, three points within them. We have a chance. It's unlikely, but we have to remember. Have they showed you anything that leads you to believe that that final match that they can win at Craven Cottage with all that pressure on them, have they shown that to you? The team last season showed it to me. Has this team showed it to you? They've shown me nothing that makes me feel that if I got down to that final match that they'd win it. Sorry, I just don't see it, Max. I understand where they are. I understand the hope. And I want to believe just like everyone else. But I see the evidence in front of me. This team choked, and I fear that it's going to continue, that they are going to give in to fear. Because that's what this is. Instead of playing with confidence, you're worried about losing, and it affects you. You make mistakes. We saw several mistakes near the end of the match. Why is it happening at the end of the match, Max? Why is it not happening throughout the match? Happening at the end of the match because that's when the pressure is at its zenith. And they choked. I am sorry. I I can't get off that. It's unbelievable. And the defensive errors is what really gets you because they're gifts. They're they're gifts Gifts. of a goal. I mean, Tosin with the ball at his feet. He's been assured. That was the one that just really just did me in. I mean, if, if you look what happened in our season, let's remember the Burnley match. We're 1-0 up. Tosin gives the ball away. They score. Uh, let's remember today. I think he made a, he made an error, certainly against Manchester City. That, that led to a goal. And a lot of the times, he's had the ball, and he's he's, he's made a poor mistake. Yep. The, the playing out of the back as well today. It's, it wasn't just him. I think it was nervy the entire match, and it just seems like that rigidity in our play is not helping us. That's why I think we are, we are an attacking non-entity for large stretches because Villa yep. just understood that if you press us, we can't get out of our own half. Right, and we've seen this, Max. And again, I've gone back and forth with so many people on this. What has gotten me to this place of Fulham are going to get relegated, and listen, I don't want to be talking like this, is that Fulham cannot deal with teams that press them. Again, Max, they don't know how to deal with it. And I put that on the players, but I also put that on Parker because you win, lose, and draw as a team. They need to figure out how to handle that kind of pressure because, again, we're seeing evidence that they cannot handle it. They do not feel comfortable. And when they don't feel comfortable, they tend to play badly. They have to be in some kind of comfort zone. Well, you don't always get to be in a comfort zone, Max. Sometimes you have to win ugly. They don't know how to do that. Last year's team, they figured it out at the end of the season. They won a lot of matches ugly. They would hold on to these 1-0, 2-1 victories. Have you seen any evidence that this team can do that? Well, yes, we we have. But I think you make a good point that the Goodison, the Anfield matches, even the the Leicester match, those are matches in which the pressure was off, that no one believed in There's no pressure on them at that point. I would say, though, the the defensive rearguard action at Anfield is an example of when you can play, when it's yes. throwing everything at you. So I wouldn't say that. You, you okay. can't discount that match. Let's, let's no, be honest here. No, I'm not discounting But I would it. say that you're right. once you take the lead in matches, when you feel it. with Because the Everton match, we were, we were 10 points clear from, from the drop. No one really thought we'd stay up. The, the Liverpool match, again, no one thought we'd win. The Villa match was a winnable match on many people's radars. And as soon as we got in a position, I think you're right. They were nervous. Yes. That's what I say is different. It's like when it actually is against a team who's an attainable target, Yep. And you could feel that salvation. Yep. They got tired. Right. Mentality slipped. And right. we're in April right now. We're at the key end of the season. Yep. We've lost three in a row. Yep. It's relegation form now. We, we can't go on. Oh, it absolutely we're, is. Well. We're, we're losing matches. Earlier on, we were drawing matches, not getting that final product. 
we are now losing matches. And Leeds, Villa, you know, these are two matches a lot of us had down maybe four points total. Yep. Maybe six, maybe just one, maybe just three. We've got zero. And we have to now realize that we got to make those those matches up. We play Wolves, we play Arsenal, we play Chelsea, we play Burnley, we play Southampton, we play United, we play Newcastle. These matches don't get any easier. No. I mean, you can even say the, the Newcastle match is the worst team out of all of those, and that will probably be the hardest of that of the whole of the whole lot. Yeah, yeah. Listen, it's just very disappointing, Max. And you know, I don't want to be having a conversation with you like this. I I, I really don't because I, I want to believe. But I will say this, and again, we are recording this right after the match end, so I've not heard Scott Parker's comments. And but I will say this that I would like Scott Parker to do this. And I would like him really to do this. Show some strength. Take personal responsibility for you, not just your players. Come out and say, I need to do a better job coaching. My coaching staff needs to do a better job. And the players need to do a better job. Don't just make it about the players. Make it about yourself. Show your own leadership and step up and say, I'm responsible as much as the players. I'm sorry. I'm, I, I just have to say I've not seen him do it yet. And I need him as a fan to say, you know what? Maybe I made some errors here. Maybe I made some mistakes. The players obviously did as well. And I need to do a better job. That would be refreshing, wouldn't it, Max? Yeah, uh, it would be. It'd be nice for us. I couldn't care less what he says in the presser. I only care what he says to the players. I only care what he says to his team to motivate them for Friday, for Friday night. Right. What What needs to change is that, I do think Parker's a great man motivator. I think that's one of his big strengths. I think he is too. And I actually think he's a a good manager. We were what? It was less than a month ago, around about a month ago. We won at Anfield and we saw the scenes at the final whistle of Parker hugging like he's a general, hugging his warriors going into battle, right? He commands respect in the dressing room. We've had two really poor results in a row. Doesn't negate the stuff he's done before. I'm not necessarily, I'm not talking myself into us staying up now, but I'm saying- We didn't just become a terrible team overnight. Yes, the no. pressure hit. Yes, we w- yes we wilted. Just like there are different phases of play in the individual 90 minutes, there can be different phases in the season. And just when this Fulham team thinks, convinces you they're out, I think they convince you they can be back in it. I wouldn't be surprised if there's a reaction on Friday. I hope so. I hope so, Max. I really hope so. Okay, I, come I on. I think we're going to start with Mitra and Magic. I think he's going to go all guns blazing on Friday. I think it's going to well, be a whole match. He must, and I think that's what Parker has to. Do. He has to ditch all the handbrakes. You know, he has okay. to ditch them and say, "We're gonna, we're gonna attack." Okay. Right now, it's not. It's not like that. It's too. It's too negative. It will change. It has to change. Okay. All right. Coming up next, I'm gonna get Max's biggest takeaway from the match, and I'll share mine. And we'll just end with our, I guess you could say, final thoughts for this show. Whether taking a road trip to the beach, heading to the mountains, or driving to the city. Summer adventures are nonstop fun in a new Honda. But let's face it, summer trips can really add up. That's why I love the fuel efficiency of Honda. With Honda, you can save your money for other things, like that awesome keychain at the convenience store, that brand new album you wanted, or whatever else your heart desires. New Hondas are arriving daily. See your local Honda dealer and start your summer adventures today. Hello, this is Hey Dude Shoes. This is an ad, but not for your ears. For your feet, are they listening? Good. 
Hey Dude Shoes are the squishiest, airiest, lightest go-to shoes you'll ever have the pleasure of introducing your toes to. So light, a butterfly could steal them. So soft, kittens seethe with jealousy. So cushy, your hands will curse your feet for all the love and attention. Toes, you've hit the jackpot of comfy. Hey Dude, good to go to. Okay, Max, your biggest takeaway from the match you know, it's it's funny because I think you just said something that's my biggest takeaway. It's what how you react to this. Go full force in the next match and say, you know what, I'm I'm gonna go with Maja and Mitro up front. That to me is what they need to do. You just actually when you said that, I'm thinking the biggest takeaway for me is the reaction to how he's gonna set the team up. You need to throw out the conservative nature and go for it and play Maja and Mitro up front. How about you for biggest takeaway? Biggest takeaway is the lack of leaders on that pitch because you can point a finger at Parker, yep. but he's the manager. Once the lads are out there and you're really in the thick of it with 10 minutes to go, a manager shouting from the sidelines can only do so much. It needs to be someone on the field. There's no one there saying, snap out of it. Honestly, as much as we're railing on Tosin, I don't think I didn't see anyone go over to him after that mistake and put a, put her arm around him and say, "Chin up, it's gonna be okay." That's Focus right. On the rest of the match. That's a good point. As fans, we can where's be very the leadership? Fickle. That's a great. But, but where? Yeah, where's leadership from the players? <sighs> uh, yeah, the takeaway has to be that there, there's no one there who could right the ship, and it felt like as soon as that first goal went in, we were sinking ship, and no one seemed to sound the alarm or get yeah. out the lifeboats. They just yep. were all content just to watch it and ball watch and think someone else will step up. No one did. And that's a great point, Max. And that goes back to fear taking over. Who's going to be the leader back there to galvanize this team? Who's going to be the Danny Murphy? Who's going mm-hmm. to be the player that that the Kevin McDonald, who's going to get this team going in the right direction? That, like you said, can put the arm around a place that that's okay. We're going to get it. We're going to get the goal back. We're going to get that goal back. We're going to go ahead. Where was that? We didn't see that. Someone needs to step up. Someone needs to be that Danny Murphy. I'm just going to share this comment from Robin Pendrell because this goes to my biggest takeaway. Next match, go for it. No mercy. At this point, what the hell do you have to lose? Excuse my language. And the sad thing is that should have been the mentality today. Honestly, in all due respect, a Villa team missing Grealish. You know, they'd had, I think they were on a very poor run of form. They were there for the taking. Yep. They're there for, I don't know if I froze for a second. Um, you oh, know, I was saying that this team, this is one of the best chances we have had to pick up points off Villa. Yep. But apart from that first opening stages, we were timid in many respects. Right. What? How many points are on now? Still 26, right? 26 yes. points? <laughs> what? We need it. We said 38. That's four wins. That's 12 yep. more. And where where are we going to win if we don't win the Wolves match? That's what I right. have to say. Right. Right. And listen, I'm, I, as we're doing this, I'm, I'm watching the Metro goal. And yes, it's a gift, but we'll take the gift. The question is, what do you do after you get the gift, right? What do you do after that? And you need to be playing with confidence and actually going for that second goal. Instead, the approach for a very long time has been to see it out, to – be negative and take on the pressure and see if you can handle it. And they just could not handle it. So again, I'm, I'm just going to sh- share some more takeaways. Mitro's back and throw caution to the wind. So people are agreeing with, uh, with my thoughts on that. Let's see. Yeah, let's see here. 
And uh, my friend Chris, you got four winnable games left. Yeah. Okay. Wolves, Burnley, Southampton, Newcastle. Yes. There are four winnable games. There is a chance, but we have to win all four of them. Like, yep. it, it, we're, like We've been saying this, Russ, for months. Yep. Well, now that we've drawn West Brom, we have to beat this team. Now that we've drawn Brighton, it's less room for error. We are at that point of the season. And that is yep. why I think everyone's saying, drop the false 10, 4-4-2, caution for the win. Yeah, just so the kitchen. They're right. We have to win against Wolves. You know, I said before, before talking to my parents for the match, I'm like, we really have to win against Villa. Yeah. And we didn't. Now, like, there can be no more qualifying. We must beat Wolverhampton Wanderers on Friday night. Yep. Yep. I Listen, I, but I've been saying this all along, Max. And again, to wrap this up, because again, you know, the show has been tough to do. And you and I talked about this before. Yeah. You just want you just wanted to start. You didn't you didn't want to talk beforehand. You just wanted to talk when once we got on the show. And I'll give you my final thoughts ab- about this situation. And I think we've talked a great deal about them. Yes, we could talk about the goal that Foam scored and the three goals from Aston Villa. And I don't care if one Aston Villa supporter watches this. I, it's not about you. It's actually about Foam. And this loss is not about you. It's about Foam. It really is about foam. It's not about what you did. It's what foam didn't do or actually the issues that they had, the mistakes they made. So for me, to end this, I look at this, Max, and it goes back to, you know, I'm seeing comments. We can't beat teams around us. Yes, Steve, I understand that. But you're not saying why. Why can't we, Steve? You know, and again, I see your comments. The reason is they can't handle the pressure, Steve. They can't handle the pressure. They are wilting to the pressure. That's the bottom line. They are capable of beating teams around them, but they are feeling the pressure because that's when the pressure is at its height, Max. These are matches that fans and media and everyone around them say, you need to win. When they play Liverpool, when they play Everton, when they play Manchester United, the pressure's not there. Maybe that's part of the reason why they play so well against these teams <laughs> because there's no pressure on them. But when you put the pressure on them, they are not stepping up to the pressure. And that's that's my final thought. That's why I feel, unfortunately, relegation is going to happen. I've not changed my mind on that. They've given me more evidence because, again, here here's something else. They can't handle the pressure. Fear took over, Max. 100%. Parker must he must dig deep with these players. I think what must can use, he do? What can I think he like, do to honestly, change this around? Sports psychologists are the biggest answer. I think having someone who can really get into the mental state of these players because it was a switch off and it wasn't just physical fatigue, it was mental fatigue. Defending, dropping back. And it all just fell apart. And the worrying thing was after the first goal went in, right? We discussed yep. this a bit, but after that first goal went in, there needs to be a rallying effect of Let's not let this slip. You know, exactly. the famous Gerard quote, which actually they did let it slip. But there needed to be that togetherness, that unity that's saying, okay, obviously we want to win, but now we fight for the draw. We fight for that point. We still point, need a hell every point that we can get. And there wasn't that. Nope. Nope. And, and then, yeah, there needs to be and then that. right afterwards, yeah. we see the mistake from Tosin, which set up the second goal. Again, this was a situation that was preventable, Max. There's no reason why they they – should be giving up that second goal. I think you would agree with me on that. No. And then the third's a joke. You know, at that yeah. point, it's it's a joke that they gave up three goals like that. It, it really is. But it also shows me that 
they wilted under the pressure because all of a sudden the floodgates opened and Aston Villa, who offered what very little before that, they win three to one. Are you kidding me on that? It's embarrassing. It's hard. And and it's Villa. It's a team that we developed a bit of a mini rivalry with over the past years, beating them yep. at Wembley. We go down the same year they go up. Now they're an established Premier League club. And I, that's probably what hurts the most out of this. Everyone's saying, you know, the championship will be fine. We're not the end of the world. But it's it's kind of the peer clubs, the clubs who we think ourselves. I think Villa is obviously a very big club, huge yep. supporter base, big ground. But in the Premier League years of, you know, 2000 to whatever, 2013, we were on par with them in many respects. Yep. We had that kind of, you know, they had better us in some seasons, but we had that team you know, in 10th, 9th, 8th, yep. et cetera. And we've just seen them jump above us even after languishing in the championship for longer yep. than we did. I just feel Fulham stature. You know, we become a yo-yo club. Full credit, Tony Khan got us to that point. Cheers, mate. We become a yo-yo club. And when we see teams who we think should be our peers ahead of us, you know, they're now challenging for Europe. They're, they're ninth in the league, 10th in the league right now. We're 18th. That's what stings is that we cannot be at the same level as teams which we see ourselves as equals. That's what really hurts about this for us. That's yep. the pain is that I see my club, which I know deserves to be in that top flight, yep. throwing away our shot. And they are. And they are royally because it's there for the taking. Newcastle United are basically say, take it from us. And they're not doing it. And they're, you know, again, every time they've had a chance, Max, to pick up points, to really just do something. And mentally, how huge would it have been for Fulham to win this match, to be ahead of Newcastle United? And and how devastating it could have been for Newcastle United. But instead... They they've they've flipped the switch on us, unfortunately, and didn't rise to the occasion. And now they look like a team that again has no confidence and is playing with a lot of fear that they are going to go down. And guess what? When you act like that, you're going to go down. You need to have confidence. They have no confidence. They have no confidence that they can win these matches. They think they can hold on. Again, they were playing not to lose instead of to win. At some point. Scott Parker needs to change how he's playing and change the mentality, as we're saying, go for it and play to win instead of this conservative nature. It needs to be thrown out of the effing window. That's my final thought, my friend. Yeah, I'm with you. It's it's going to be a tough uh, couple of days into Wolves because social media will be toxic. As always, people will be expecting the worst. Yep. And it will be nervy because we don't know what Fulham we're going to see. Yep come Friday night. What I would say is we had a big break from Fulham over the past, you know, over two weeks. Yep. And they remind you exactly what football's about when they come back. I mean, it, it takes a lot, a lot out of you, Russ, being a supporter in many yeah, respects. Yeah, of course it does. And it, it does ruin your day in many ways. But this is a team we love, and we have to – I really think we have to keep supporting, even if you believe they're going down, and well, I might believe Max, that. We Max, have to you- hold out hope. Do you think that I've like given up? I might think that they're going to get relegated, but it doesn't mean that I don't think that there's a chance. Of course, I think there's a chance. There's a chance until the fat lady sings, as we would say over okay. here. Okay, is, there, it, is, is that Steve Bruce in this instance? What is that Steve Bruce? Is, is that no, yeah, right. maybe? Uh, maybe. Yeah. All right. All right. Good stuff, my friend. Listen, thank you so much for doing this. It's funny. I had someone. Uh, just um, message me. How did you do a show after that? And I said, because that's what we do, my friend. We do shows. It also, 
helps us get it all off of our yeah, chest. We, you know, you know, to, to get rid of it. And I'm going to get rid of it. I'm going to enjoy the rest of my day. It's going to be difficult. And, you know, it's funny because I, I want to end with this because I've already seen that, that Fulham have uh, ruined Easter for some people. And I, and I said, just enjoy Easter. Please enjoy your Easter. Happy Easter to us all. Happy Easter to everyone. Please enjoy your Easter. Forget about this. Enjoy your Easter. And that's what that's how I'm going to leave it, leave the show. And anyways, for Max Cohen, I'm Russ Cohen. Thank you as always for watching and listening to Cottage Talk. Whether taking a road trip to the beach, heading to the mountains, or driving to the city, summer adventures are nonstop fun in a new Honda. But let's face it, summer trips can really add up. That's why I love the fuel efficiency of Honda. With Honda, you can save your money for other things, like that awesome keychain at the convenience store, that brand new album you wanted, or whatever else your heart desires. New Hondas are arriving daily. See your local Honda dealer and start your summer adventures today. It's the 90th minute and all to play for at the end of the match. All your mates are around. You've got your McDougat share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. Are you in? I know I'm in. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.